Help I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 14. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here. And I'm Chris Biding. We are both in studio today. It is so awesome. I love it. I can actually look at you. And give you hand gestures and, you know, sweet slap you around a little bit. Hey, we have an excellent show. We have lots of stuff to cover tonight. And I'm sure that if you've recently got a Mac computer, you are going to love the content this evening. It's going to be great. We're answering a lot of people's questions tonight. we got some software to play with. i uh, got a big announcement. Some people already know, but it's going to be fun. Cool. So let's go ahead and start things off. Uh, big announcement. I didn't. You didn't. Is there a note in our show notes for a big announcement? No, you know it. It's a big announcement to me. Oh, okay. Finally, after all these months, you're pregnant. Yes. Oh wow. I'm pregnant with a giant cake baby. Mm. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> what's your big announcement? I got an Apple TV. Sweet. Yay. Yay. Oh wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. These guys, I love my applause effect. <laughs> they totally don't know when to start. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you okay. in the back. Yeah. I have to thank my buddy, Rich at Apple. Uh, he hooked me up. I got a refurbished Apple TV. It was like 185 bucks. So uh, yeah, now I'm patiently waiting for the update, Steve. <laughs> Any day now, buddy. So what, so what, are, I guess you got your Apple TV and it's got the old crap on it, the old software. Oh, I wouldn't call it crap, but oh, yeah. ooh, so it's sorry. got it's got the non cool. Hey, I have to have a computer to sync up and use software, oh, that which sucks. is a pain because I, I downloaded uh, like two or three episodes of Web Drifter and, and um, you know, Techzilla. And I had two movies that um, I used handbrake uh, to rip and and sync over to the Apple TV. And it, and it did it wirelessly. And it literally took like an hour and a half to two hours to, to transfer all the data. That stinks. Now, yeah. does it does it have wireless N in it? It does, but I don't have an N network. I have a G network. Oh, so it would have probably went twice as fast had you had N. Yes. And not turned on your iPhone, which has <laughs> G. But I've got it now, so that's cool. So everybody who's been hearing me uh, obsess over it, I-, I will never, ever mention it again, ever, ever. Why is that? I'm just joking. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no, seriously, we want to hear about your Apple TV exploits i'll tell you what um podcasts beautiful on it i haven't haven't had a chance to use any high def podcasts yet um the movies that i did rip looked spectacular um youtube looks a little chunky it's a little blocky but you know what it's awesome it's much better than than having my computer because i'd much rather sit there with a remote and uh and look at the content that way absolutely hey real quickly before we get into tonight's content for those of you who live in the cincinnati northern kentucky area i do want to remind you that uh gspn.tv is having a very special meetup uh and it is thursday evening july 31st it's going to start uh at approx or at promptly 8 p.m so if you want to show up around 7 30 do you like lost do you if you love lost you will love this party because we are going to be watching it at a huge, gigantic home theater store. And uh, the details are at weeklylostpodcast.com. <laughs> you said July. Oh, sorry, January. <laughs> January 31st. Do this- you like uh, watching reruns? 
No, I'm joking. <laughs> then, then go in July. <laughs> yeah, go in July. Uh, we'll be, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Chris, are you coming to that? You know what? I think I am. Good, good. It's uh, Thursday, right? It is Thursday night. Because okay. a lot of people have said, you know, I'm looking forward to meeting uh, Stephanie and Sarah. Sarah being Stephanie's co-host for Full Time Mom. Uh, which if you're out there, you, if you guys haven't heard the Full-Time Mom podcast, go to fulltimemompodcast.com. This is close cross-promotion, shameless plugs here left and right. But anyway, they, uh, people are excited about meeting Chris. Sweet. I'll be so, signing autographs. Not really. That would be awesome, dude. <laughs> Bring your iPod and your iPhone and I'll sign it. Chris will sign your thigh. <laughs> and uh, my, bu- my, <laughs> my buddy Soulfinger, who... Uh, he loves, 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 loves Lost. Him and I have been, were actually talking about coming down there. So, awesome. Please um, do, man. I'm hoping that he brings, uh, you know, maybe I will bring some Apple uh, t-shirts. Maybe would, I'll bring two of them with me. There you go. Where's my t-shirt, by the way? I'll bring one for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, enough of that. But do go to Weekly Lost Podcast and check that out. Uh, or weeklylostpodcast.com. Yeah. And all the details are there. If you live in Ohio, if you or if you know people who live in Ohio, email them and tell them about weeklylostpodcast.com. We want a huge crowd to show up there. It'd, it'd mean a lot to us. And this is at uh, Entertainment Solutions in the, Crestview Hills? Yeah, Crestview Hills Town Center. It's a home theater entertainment store where they have like probably 70 high def, uh, huge, gigantic widescreen televisions. And the whole store belongs to us that evening. Cool. Well, if you have any questions about it, you can email Cliff. Yeah, Cliff at gspn.tv. Cool. Awesome. All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So anyway, with that, tonight we, gosh, I'm, I, you know, I went into the forum, Chris. Uh, my New Year's resolution for the community of gspn.tv is to, you know, I've always had this, this philosophy of answering every single email that comes in. Right. And of course, uh, because of that, early on, uh, I was very excited about the whole prospect of one of the community members who started the gspn.tv slash forum. And so we kind of, you know, it's like, you know, if if you don't mind, if it's something that can that would benefit the entire community, post over there. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's been going on is that the community on the community forum has been going crazy with stuff. And I've been so busy. I haven't been able to keep up with everything, so I kind of like I look for all the new introductions. I look for the general chat, but right. some of the sub categories of topics I've kind of gotten behind on. Well, I have uh, pretty much decided to take uh, a lot of that and just say, you know, I'm going to declare message bankruptcy, clear all those, mark them all as red, and all those other subcategories. And now I'm attempting to stay up to date with what's going on in the forum. And one of the things I w- did is I went and did some housekeeping on some of the questions that people have been posting in the help I got a Mac section of the forum. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I know that I've I've gone in making sure that nothing goes unanswered. Right. So what's happened is people have been posting questions about their Mac and their Mac experience in the forum. And sometimes you'll get in an answer. Sometimes I'll get in an answer. But more than not... Other people in the community are answering those questions back and forth. Okay. And up to this point, you and I have been doing these shows, and we've kind of just been relying on questions that are called in and 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 tidbits here and there, or questions that are emailed directly to us. But there have been some excellent conversations that have gone on in the forum that not everybody listening to this podcast right now have been privy to. Right. So while the the answers have come, 
in the forum. I think it'd be great to discuss some of the details here in the show. Sure, absolutely. And if for no other reason, for the fact that you guys need to definitely sign up for gspn.tv slash forum. Right. Because maybe you need an answer before next Sunday night. Yeah. And this is a place where you can get some awesome answers. And I know that a, a couple uh, the, of the Mac geniuses, like Dimitri, uh, that used to work with me, who, who listens to the show, uh, he's been posting in there a lot of good uh, questions and answers, too. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for that, Dimitri. And and everyone else that uh, takes part in what we're doing and, and uh, is a part of this community. So with that, um, Chris, just real quickly, uh, tell folks what this show is, and then we'll get into the content. Okay. If you don't know already, shame on you. But uh, if you <laughs> no, Chris, come on! It's uh, their first time. Give them a break. Okay, now. okay. Uh, there's a lot of Mac shows uh, that that are on you know Talk Show and, and on iTunes and, and, and in general, and they all talk about you know Apple stories and the tidbits about Mac, just the Mac life in general. Our show is a little different. We take the the slant that we're here for the for the Mac switcher, the new Mac user, someone who may be thinking about dipping their toes in this this world of Apple. And we're here to, you know, hold your hand, pull you into it. And uh, the interesting thing is, is, you know, I've been a Mac user for, for quite a while now. Love it. I can't sleep at night before a, a, a Steve keynote presentation where you are just a Mac user. You you use the Mac and a PC and, you know, you yeah. call them out when, when they need to be called out. I, I, I kind of have a little bit stars in my eyes. A yeah, bit, so. and that's exactly it. I am a relatively new Mac user. And um, I, I I love my MacBook, and so that's why I'm very in, interested in in learning more about it on a regular ma- basis. And uh, but here in this world that I live in, I li- I still live in this PC world, especially in the area of podcasting. And so I'm not completely convinced that you know I can get you know leave the PC behind and go all Mac. And so it's a great balance to the show. But one of the cool things that sets us apart from all the other Mac podcasts out there is that if you are a brand new Mac user or somebody who is just thinking about jumping over the fence and and making that purchase of your first uh, Apple computer, then you will love this podcast because we keep it at this level all the time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, with that... So so basically, you can call in your questions at area code 859-795-4067, and we'll mention that number again at the end of the show. Another thing is we record this show live on the internet every Sunday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern time, and you can just go to helpigotamac.com and find links to the live show. Um. And so you can, there are folks that are actually dialed in by phone. They can hit request to talk and, and ask their questions here. You can email us at cliff at gspn.tv or chris at gspn.tv. Or preferably, if you're going to email your responses, you can even go and put those questions out on the forum at um, gspn.tv slash forum. So lots of places for you to interact with us to get your questions answered. And that's what we're doing here tonight. So where do you want to begin tonight, Chris? Do you want to start off with those emailed questions or do you want to start off with some of the forum conversations? You know, let's go on with the emails first. Yes. The forum ones have kind of already been addressed and we'll touch on those a little bit and expand upon them. All right. All right, so the first email came from Kayla 
in Washington, and this is what she wrote. She says, Hey, Cliff and Chris, I just want to first off say that I love the podcast, and I've used Max since 1988. I still like to hear things from a switcher's point of view and always seem to learn something. Recently, Chris gave an awesome tip about expanding the columns in a column view finder window. Okay, um, I love this tip since mine always opens so narrow. That, I, let's see, I love this tip so, anyway, that I almost, <laughs> okay, so narrow that I was constantly dragging that little icon over to expand it. It's nice to know that you can just double click or command option double click. That's one of the things that drives me crazy about all these yeah. Apple commands. But anyway, command option double click to enlarge them all. It's so much faster than dragging each out. But now I'm spoiled, she says. At the risk of dragging up the old conversation of the open dialogue box argument, again, uh, why don't these commands work in the open dialogue box window? Man, the window looks just like the finder window, so I keep thinking I can do it, but it doesn't work. It's maddening, I say. Uh, she, I'm, I'm adding a little theatrics here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's maddening, I say. It's, is it possible that there's another set of command keys and clicking that will work here, or is it just some cruel trick? I think it's that. Anyway, <laughs> love the show. Keep up the great work. Well, a lot of people don't know that, that Steve secretly uh, writes me and asks me on a daily basis how he can upset existing Mac users and all the new Mac users. So I give them little tips and things like, you know, let Safari crash every you know few hours and, you know, let the beach ball come up for no reason and, you know, little things like that. That's awesome. It's mainly to annoy my friends and coworkers. There you go. Uh, but as far as, as uh, expanding the open dialog box, you know what? I don't know if natively there's a way to do it, but uh, we talked about a while ago, I think two or three shows ago, about how the open dialog box just lets you do one thing, and that's open files. Yep. And Cliff and I had an argument about it. How, uh, you know, Cliff wasn't didn't see why it doesn't do more, and I and I couldn't see why he'd want it to do more. Well, my buddy Brian, who uh, used to work with me at the good old Apple Store, uh, clued me into something called default folder. Okay. And what default folder was, uh, there it, it's been around since like the classic OS, OS nine, OS eight, and all that kind of stuff. And it gave a whole lot of more, a whole lot more functionality uh, to the open to any any uh, dialog box. You know, it lets you do a, a whole lot more stuff. And they updated it for OS ten. It's a universal app, and uh, yeah, it's called Default Folder X. It's at stclairsoft.com. So it's S T C L A I R S O F T dot com. And we'll put this in the uh, in the show notes in the show notes that you know, in the forums or whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll put them in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, St. Clair soft.com. It's a, it's a $34.95 piece of software, but you do uh, get a chance to try it out. And uh, it's got directory assistance, real time saving finder management, instant recall, uh, built in spotlight features. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I haven't installed it yet because I don't really have a need for it, but for those of you looking to expand the functionality of your of your finder windows and stuff like that, default folder X is uh, the program you need. Awesome. That is good to know. And, and now we can stop arguing about it. You think so? Probably not. <laughs> so so the fact that that exists says one thing, Chris. 
people want it. People want it. <laughs> That's all I have to say. That I'm going to just stop right there. Okay. All right. So the next one is an email that came in from Tim. And Tim says, hey, guys, I found your show with a little help from Chef Mark. And I wanted to ask if you know of a good what you can what you see is what you get or a WYSIWYG HTML editing uh, program for the Mac. I finally made the switch to all Mac a couple of weeks ago with the new 8-core Mac Pro. Uh, which I must say I love. And I've been able to find everything I needed from the Windows side of the Mac side except for the great HTML editing program. I was using Microsoft front page on the Windows side to edit HTML files before the switch, and I know that I can buy Adobe Dreamweaver for $399, but I was wondering if you have a suggestion on a freeware or shareware package that is less expensive. I've tried a number of software packages that I downloaded from Apple slash downloads and version tracker, but most of them did not provide the WYSIWYG interface. I've downloaded and listened to all your recent shows. You guys rock. Thanks so much for producing a great podcast. Well, thanks for the praise there. We appreciate your uh, listening to our podcast. And so thank you, Chef Mark, out there for telling others about our show. It's totally awesome. Yep. Our listeners, I've I've, I've heard our show mentioned on a lot of other podcasts recently. So it's very awesome. And we appreciate the exposure. All I want to be is a rock star, Cliff. Uh, You are a rock star, my (laughs) friend. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I got this email from Cliff this morning, so I went through uh, with my morning cup of coffee and and came up with a couple solutions. All right. There's two ways you can go about this. You can go the free way. Okay. Or you can go the cost some money way. Okay. Well, let's start with the cost some money way. Oh, okay. Um, there's a couple uh, of them. Uh, the, first, the first few that came to mind, one of them is called Rapid Weaver. Okay. And it's at realmaxsoftware.com. Okay. It's not like your traditional WYSIWYG editor. Uh, it wants to use templates. Okay. But you, there, there are blank templates, but it is a completely drag and drop kind of thing. It's kind of like iWeb, but what's really, really cool about it is it does let you kind of, of open open the curtains a little bit and, and look at the uh, HTML code it's spitting out. And it spits out really nice, clean code. And um, like I said, it works with all your iLife applications, you know, iMovie, iPhoto, uh, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's $49. And you can, of course, download a free trial. Well, how, do you know how long the free trial is? I want to say it's for 30 days. Okay. Now, the you, you thing is, is, is that something, again, the being able to peek under the hood and change a little bit of the HTML is something that I think is a, in desperate need in the iWeb application. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm not a huge fan of iWeb myself because once you use it, you're kind of locked into it. Yep. Absolutely. And Rapid Weaver, I think, is going to kind of be the same way, though. Is that right? Yeah, because it's mainly template driven. Uh-huh. It's cool. I mean, I've used it. I've got it on my on my Mac here, and well, actually on my one at home. And uh, it's it's a nice program for for the price. It does some really really cool things, and it looks really really good. Okay. Uh, the other one is called Freeway Express, and uh, this is from SoftPress.com. And I would say, in my personal opinion, this is the closest thing to a quote unquote front page like WYSIWYG editor. Not that front page is is really that good, but if you're familiar with that, this is kind of the closest thing to it. Um, it's not cheap. It's sixty nine dollars. They do have a pro version that's even more expensive. But uh, again, you can download a thirty day trial and, and try it out, or you can go to the Apple Store. They've got it there for sale too. 
cool. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, but it was awesome that you answered that. <laughs> he just opened up a window because it's like 850 degrees it, in here. It is. It, it, the studio here at, at gspn.tv headquarters, we're in Studio A. And uh, and I'll tell you what, it, it the, there's lots of lighting in here. And... It just gets amazingly hot. Well, in that here. there's a full studio audience. Yes. Well, exactly. There's this whole crowd of people. Hey, everybody, tell everybody hi. Yeah. Yeah, that sounded real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now he's got all these lights and all this gear and stuff. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, yeah. Sorry about that. So let's get back <laughs> to the show. That was totally horrible. There's for another me to one break uh, in like that. The, there's another one called, uh, and this isn't on the list here. It's uh, called GoodPage.com. Uh, well, it's good page, and the website is goodpage.info, and it's a WYSIWYG editor. I've never ever used it. Someone actually just suggested it in our chat room. And I'm taking a look at screenshots, and it's got it shows the HTML code. It's CSS style editing, which is cascading style sheets, and it's kind of an advanced thing. But you do get to see your output as you as you edit it. So okay, that's pretty cool. So okay, so let's go to the free stuff because that's where we all are really interested. And let's not lie; we don't want to pay for anything. It, we don't want to pay for stuff we don't have to because you know people want to be able to have money in their pocket so that they can support shows like Help I Got a Mac and other GSPN.TV programming by going to GSPN.TV/slash/donate. Where if you are totally enjoying the programming here at Help I Got a Mac, uh, just to let you know, there is an opportunity for you to join the GSPN.TV monthly support team, which is totally awesome. Yeah, for the price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you can you can support this and other fine GSPN.TV programming. Absolutely, and that's our little advertisement uh, for this show. And so, thank you very much for the, <laughs> so moving right along. Let's talk about this free stuff so that people could contribute. Sure. The first one we're going to talk about is NVU. Okay. And I don't know if that's supposed to supposed to be a clever way to pronounce that or, or not. New view, maybe I don't know. It's at nvudev.com. Okay. And what this was is is if you remember back in the quote unquote back in the day uh, with Netscape Communicator, mm-hmm. had, you know, I Mozilla. Like, it had I all, really enjoyed. That's how I learned HTML was Netscape Communicator. Well, someone took that editor, branched it off, and made it its own application called NVU. Really, and it's free. And it's free. Dude, and, I'm so uh, glad I listened to this show. <laughs> the thing this is, is awesome. The thing is, NVU hasn't been updated in about two and a it half years. It doesn't matter. If, if Even if they had Netscape Composer, well, here's the thing. I'd be happy. Hold on to your hats. There's more cool stuff. Uh, and there's someone, more? Someone made a fork of the program, which means that they took the code and they kind of moved away from NVU and made their own version. And it's called Composer with a, with a K. It's K-O-M-P-O-Z-E-R. No way. And you can get it at composer.net. And uh, the most up-to-date build was from August of last year. It's a universal app, so it works fine and on, a, on an older Mac and on a newer Mac. So that's And it's free. That is awesome. Dude, yeah. that is one I am going to go download. All right. Awesome stuff. Cool. The, the next one is called Amaya. It's at uh, w3.org slash Amaya, which is A-M-A-Y-A. And uh, it, it's a freeware editor that has been in development since 1996, like back when web pages were not cool at all. Right. You know, like moving GIFs were like the coolest thing ever. Yep. You know, and you, <laughs> oh, got, your, remember you that. got your internet with America Online or CyberDog for the old school <laughs> Mac users. No, no, no. Prodigy. Yeah, Prodigy. Prodigy CompuServe. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's back when like you would get like 50 hours for like 30 bucks. Yep. And then once you were done with that, which 
was on dial up was awesome. Well, no, not really. <laughs> no, dude, it wasn't. <laughs> you awesome. spent like thirty hours updating your software. Anyhow, um, Amaya, it's free. Uh, never ever used it, but they've got builds for Linux, Windows, and Mac. Yeah, so far NVU and the Composer with the K sounds pretty cool. Now it, here, it, Composer is. with a K and with a Z. Here's the big one. You're now gonna, I've heard about this one. You're gonna I've, flip when you when you. Yeah, I want to hear about this one. Tell me all about it. Okay, as you know, uh, Mozilla, Netscape, you know, they kind of have kind of fallen to the wayside with Firefox being the number one. You know, alternative web browser. I thought Mozilla was the base of Firefox. It is. Okay. What? Well, yeah. And what they did is it, they took the Firefox base and now they're using it for other things. Okay. So, you know, you have Firefox and you have Thunderbird for your email. Right, 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 right. So what someone did is they, they took the, the old model of Netscape Communicator and Mozilla where it kind of threw all that stuff into one application using the Firefox and Thunderbird kind of back ends. They created something called SeaMonkey. Okay, and I've heard about this one. Tell me more. What's it sure. do? It's at cmonkey-project.org, and it's a complete rebuild of the old Mozilla style. So it comes with a web browser, built-in email client, built-in news group client, uh, built-in FTP software, which is file transfer protocol. It's how you send files through the internet. Okay. Built-in IRC, which is the old school internet relay chat program, and of course, HTML editing. Awesome. So it's kind of like NVU, only it's updated you know, by the people that did Mozilla and stuff. And uh, it's pretty cool. I, I haven't played it because I don't need all that stuff, but it seems to be a really cool. All new look to it. Neat little uh, sea monkey icon. Awesome. Which is pretty cool. Nifty. So I'm either going to try NVU or sea monkey then. Yeah. And it's free. So there's like absolutely no cost there. Awesome. Cause it's free and free means no cost. Free is much better than $49 <laughs> or $69. But not to knock Rapid Weaver, it is cool. It's one of those cool, you know, micro, or Microsoft. I almost said Microsoft. What you say? Cool <laughs> Apple the independent developers. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to admit I was I was re, I was listening to uh a uh Office 2008 review on my way over here, so. <laughs> Which by the way just came out a few weeks ago uh, for the Mac and it's um or last yeah, 2 weeks ago. Are it's, you liking it? It's okay. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm using Entourage and Word mainly. I'm using a little Excel. It, it's, it's the same old thing, to be quite yeah. honest with you. Yeah, okay. It works on an Intel Mac, so it's a little bit faster. Cool. Hey, before we go into some of the other stuff, you had mentioned something before the show that I did not know, and it's something that I came across when I was a brand new Mac user, and I just never really uh, paid any attention. But you said universal binary. Like so, when you go to a website and you want to download a piece of software, uh, occasionally you'll just, you know sometimes they'll just recognize you're coming from the Mac OS and they'll say, "Well, here's your Mac version," and you download this .dmg this disk image file, mm-hmm. and and you just double click it and you just go. But every now and then I see this thing that says Universal Binary, and I just never really understood what it worked, what it was. But I noticed that if I download it and I install it, it still works. Right. So you had you had just in com- in casual conversation said something, and then all of a sudden it makes sense what it is. But I think that that would be good to just mention here in this podcast what universal binary is. Sure. Um, as you know, the the Macs a few years ago moved their processors. You know, the the little chip inside it's the brain basically. Moved from PowerPC, which was made by Motorola and IBM, to Intel chips like everybody else was using. And what happened was is that software was specifically written for the PowerPC. So under the hood, applications couldn't really take 
advantage of the Intel chip. So in the meantime, what they did was use a, a program called Rosetta, which kind of provided like a translation between the two. And what they have allowed people to do is when they build new software to put the little bits that the power PC processor needs and the little bits that the Intel processor needs in the one application. So basically in essence, what you're getting when you download, um, when you download that file, you're in essence actually downloading two different installers in one program. Kind of. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, you're getting the P- power PC version of the installer and you're also getting the not Intel. only the install the actual the actual application and its components. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the whole thing's in there in, in a universal binary. So and and it's not it's it's really not even necessary to have all of that junk in there. But sometimes they just bundle it all together. It's the universal binary, and you download it. And no matter what kind of Mac you got, you're going to be able to run it. Right. And and there actually are some applications, some programs that can take those little bits out depending on which version you need. Now I don't recommend. And I'm not even going to talk about the software, really, that people can can download this and do it. It's a, it, This is strictly an advanced user thing. But you can, what you could do, in essence, if you have an Intel processor, you can you can strip out all the power PC. Thanks for closing the window. <laughs> Dude, I was trying to like so <laughs> slyly put that in. We, we were chatting in the chat room. You can, you can, I was freezing. <laughs> Chris is over here like shivering, holding his arms together. You can strip out, you can strip out all the power PC nuggets and leave just the intel nuggets or vice versa um not necessarily that that's what we were intending for you guys to talk about or to to, to do chris was talking about the fact that there is a program that does that mm-hmm. but i i just thought it was good to know what that is yeah and if, if you see like um apple's logo for universal binary is a yin and yang symbol it's yeah. blue and like light blue and if you see that then you know that the application is going to run equally good on a power pc processor or on an Intel processor. Awesome. So now you know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> nice G.I. Joe reference. All right. So um, th- that was our emails. That was the emails that we have. And again, we encourage you guys to send in your questions. We would love to answer them here on the show. But it gives next- us something. that it, it, Having emails, let me just say, when I saw those two emails uh, today... I knew that we were going to have a, a good show because when we don't have emails or don't have content, I really have to scramble to, to write a show. Yeah. And sometimes I've scraped the bottom of the barrel, my friend. That's right. And 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 here's the problem. Uh, the Well, it's not necessarily a huge problem, but it is a, it is a problem. The fact is, is that, I mean, Chris is not a new Mac user. And so it, it is very difficult for him to think of things from this perspective. And there, if you've been listening to the show, you know that occasionally I kind of reel him in a little bit. Uh, and so it's like, hey, we got to keep this on the, you know, on the down low for the yeah. My, for the new user. I start foaming at the mouth when I talk about like really, really nerdy Mac stuff. Yep. And so we we do want to. I mean, because there are so many other podcasts out there, and we don't. We our our desire is not to. Uh, evolve into a deeper Mac podcast. Now, I will tell you that Chris is working behind the scenes feverishly with some friends of his to do a totally awesome, uh, beyond anything you've ever heard of kind of Mac podcast. Yeah, it's, let's just say if you guys would be interested in a a show hosted primarily by former Apple employees who used to be Mac geniuses and uh, Apple specialists and trainers and you know, we got uh, Photoshop ninjas. We got 
terminal guys. We got guys who can tear apart these things and put them back together. We have people who have, you know, figured out if you stick index uh, business cards inside of a, an iPod, you can make it work again if it dies. You know, all sorts of stuff like that. And we're going to have that, and it's going to be awesome. Yes, and so there'll be more of that information coming soon. But just so you know, this this is this is the the Max Witcher podcast, and it always will be. And even now, I'm more than six months into my MacBook. And I'm still coming across new things, and I still consider myself to be a Mac switcher, and and I'm I'm still in the process of where I am I'm on the PC more than I'm on the Mac because of my uh, audio editing work. But I will tell you that if you have just got a Mac, or if you're just thinking about getting a Mac, we need your calls, we need your questions, we need you to interact with us and keep this show fresh. Even if it's a question, you know, don't worry. It's like, oh, somebody's already asked this question before. Trust me, there will be somebody new. There are there's probably about thirty to forty new listeners every single week to this podcast. Yep, and uh, they have not heard your question answered before, and they would love to hear it. So please give us a call eight five nine seven nine five. Four zero six seven, and if you're listening via podcast, go back and listen to that number again, and then give us a call with your question. Yeah, we can play your question live on the air. It's cool. It is totally cool. All right, so let's go to some of the uh, conversations that have been happening in the forum sure. and bring shed some light to some of the discussions that people might find if they go to gspn.tv/forum. Sure. The first one was uh, from Don Lewis. Yep. And, uh, he was asking. Um, how should how should I best go about transferring data between my MacBook Pro and my Windows XP machine? Currently, I've been using a external USB hard drive and or flash memory card using a USB card reader for the Mac. All my computers share a wireless router slash firewall, so I have a hard uh, wired communications to everything, and I notice the Mac has Bluetooth file exchange. Should I go purchase a Bluetooth receiver and plug into my Dell? Is there a direct way of talking to the PC via the LAN connection? Okay. And first off, I want to say, don't even think about using Bluetooth. <laughs> it is nowhere near fast enough. You're, you're better off printing out the binary <laughs> and typing it in yourself. <laughs> than, that is than awesome. Going, than going out and, and using Bluetooth. Absolutely. Since since all the computers are, are sharing a wireless router and firewall, the Mac can, can natively talk to Windows. Yeah. And all you need to do is, is share you know, your documents folder or whatever folder you want to be visible in the network and the Mac can log right in and look at it. Right. And uh, what I'd like to do is is I would like to share the responses that have already been given and then we can kind of give our response and touch on what's been said in the conversation. Absolutely. So Evan Agee uh, from over at agdesign.com, uh, he wrote a slash podcast, by the way. Uh, he's he's a sponsor of my podcast, Answer Man Show. So uh, if, if you guys want to check him out. We'll give him a free plug. There you go. Anyway, Evan Ag wrote, actually, Macs and PCs can be networked together so you can share files between them. Mm-hmm. There are many, many tutorials on doing this online. Here's one you might try. And if you go to gspn.tv slash forum and go into the help I got a Mac section, you'll see this conversation. And this link is there. And so... It's on the Apple.com website, and it talks exactly about how to do this. He says, if that one doesn't help you, you can always do a Google search for networking Macs and PCs. And again, that's a link to the search he's already done for you. And then Don wrote back and said... Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know you were putting me on the spot. I was kind of yawning there. You know, serving 
Chris, go ahead. Clip I have Chris. my PC and Mac seeing each other now. I forgot all I needed to do was reboot the machines so the network connections would resync. Once everything came back up, they saw each other. Thanks for the help. I have a new MacBook Pro and I'm working through the transition stage. I'm sure I'll have more questions in the future. Absolutely. So, so there you go. Uh, yeah, another another really good site uh, that's mentioned. You know, Apple.com does have quite a bit of uh, of stuff on their site and if you go to apple.com and it used to be apple.com slash switcher but i think it is now stalling stalling okay (laughs) apple.com slash get a mac there's all sorts of stuff on moving to mac and how to move to mac and and really if you buy a, a new mac uh in an apple store uh huh. They do offer a service to transfer most of your documents and stuff like that over to the new Mac. Yeah, all you need to do is bring your system into the store, and they would be willing to do that for you. Of course, uh, I just the idea of bringing my big clunky thing. Now you don't need to bring your monitor with you, right? Nope, just the tower itself. Just the tower. Now the issue with that though is you've got it once you spent the two thousand dollars or what have you on your computer, you leave it there. Which for me, I want to go, you know, I'm, I'm opening the box on my way home. Yep. You know, because I want to look at it because I'm weird. No, so that, I, no, it makes sense. Yeah, I, trust me. There's a lot of people out there that do that. Uh, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather uh, do it myself. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, that's the only thing that I hate about the iPods is that when you go buy an iPod, it doesn't come with anything on it already. You know what? With the first iPod, I believe, had like one song on it from the Propeller Heads. Is that right? Yeah, called "Going to California." I th- I think, dude, they should they should so put like you know five ten sample songs on an iPod when you first get it because everybody opens it on the way out the door. And I I remember uh, we went to a meetup here in Cincinnati for a new media meetup. Uh, at new media, me, let's see, newmediacincinnati.com. Uh, anyway. Um, you know how I just plugged the crud out of everything here. But anyway, uh, he he purchased an iPod on the way there, and he's opening it up. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. And he had this new nano video thing, and then, but it did. He couldn't do anything with it. I'm not mentioning any names of media players that have content on them when you first buy them, but they rhyme with Boone. Boone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not that I love. Boone music players. I'm just saying they do, they do have some sample content. Yeah, on. Uh, Apple could learn something from that. <sighs> I guess. Oh, <laughs> that was almost- honestly. Have you ever seen the new Zunes? No. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Zune, Zune, Zune. Whatever. What'd you say? Zune. <laughs> <laughs> they could have not have copied. I didn't know from you Apple. could actually pronounce that. That is a silk. You know. Anyway. Zune, yeah. Believe it or not, I, I can say it. You would not believe how much they have copied off of Apple. The box, the way it opens. If you look on the back of the Zune, it says, hello from Seattle. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm going to say they're, they're okay looking. They're kind of cool. Yeah. But to go that far, it, it it's almost like becoming Me Too. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of sad and pathetic. Yeah. Well, the only thing I can say is that they can sync that baby wirelessly without co- connecting a thing. And Still got to be plugged in, though. I What? Yeah. What'd you say? You have to have power to it when it does the wireless syncing. Really? Yeah. It can't do it on battery? I don't think so. That's crazy. I know. I'm serious. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. Anyway, we won't go there. Anyway. This is not a Zoom cast. But anyway, 
so the next one is uh, in the forum was a, a question called from uh, Nethrowen, I think. Nevrothwen. Yeah, that's close enough. I think uh, she's obviously not from the U.S., but I, I believe Germany, if I'm not mistaken. I, but she she has uh, she, she has emailed me several times. She, wonderful person in our community. Uh, anyway, uh, I've just gotten my MacBook, woohoo! And uh, let's see here. And that was she put that in there, not me. But anyway, um, but now I am in need of something that does the same thing as Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. I was wondering if I should get iWork, Microsoft Office, or if there was a freeware version of these programs available. Thanks for sharing. Now, before we share our thoughts, uh, J, let's see. Linker J Patrick wrote, "Oh, serving you again, Chris." There, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my bad. I'm, I'm looking at my client. I think my client locked up. Anyway, uh, is that X Force? Uh, you no, know, Leaker J Patrick wrote, "I work is really good, and for the price, where are we? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I was like two questions below you. I apologize. Not a problem." Jay Patrick wrote, "I work is really good for the price, and is a good match for Microsoft Office. Pages is like a combination of MS Publisher and MS Word." And Numbers works like Excel and is a lot more user-friendly, but doesn't support things like macros, pivot tables, and other advanced features. In my opinion, Keynote is a lot better than PowerPoint, and if you do a lot of PowerPoints, like if you do a lot of PowerPoints for work, iWork is worth the price just for the Keynote, plus it can export the PowerPoint, PDF, images, etc. If you need an office suite that is free, I recommend NeoOffice. That's at neooffice.org. It's based on the Open Office project, but it's optimized for OS X. Okay, and then Robert Johnson wrote in the forum, you can download a 30-day trial of iWork from Apple's website at apple.com slash iWork slash trial. And then Evan Agee over at agdesign.com slash podcast <laughs> wrote, I just found out like 10 people got booted from chat, but anyway. Um, oh, they'll come right back. Yeah. Uh, Evan once again said iWork is nice, but if you're looking for something that's free, that's pretty darn awesome, I recommend Open Office. Looks like Open Office and slash Neo Office is getting a lot, lot of uh, recommendations here. Right. And then um, let's see here. Next up, we have uh, Linker J. Patrick wrote back and said Neo Office is based upon the Open Office. However, it doesn't require the X11 program running in the background, but uses Java instead. Also takes advantage of stuff uh, native to OSX. Neo off, let's see, office, openoffice.org, however, is, however, working on a port that is more official and OSX, OSX friendly, but I would recommend NeoOffice for uh, now over regular OpenOffice. So that's the conversation that's been going on online. So what do you have to say there, Chris? What are you thinking? You know, I'm going to offer up yet another solution, Okay, and that's uh, the Google applications. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Google Apps uh, are what we're using for the show notes right. of this, and they have Google Spreadsheets and Google Documents. They work for basic needs. They are not something you're going to be wanting to put together invoices on. Right. Uh, you don't, you're not going to be able to do very complex um, spreadsheets with lots of different things. And uh, so, but for your just your basic needs. Google Docs rocks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now I would say probably Google Docs and then Neo Office. You know, if you if you need a little bit, if you want an actual application to stay on your computer, uh-huh. I would say probably Neo Office. And third, I would go with um, 
with iWork. iWork is spectacular. No, I've not used Neo Office yet, but I will tell you that I have paid for and I have installed the iWork application. And um, anyway, it is not bad, but the interface is so darn different. Yeah, it it took me a little bit of time, and I've used uh, I've used probably I've used Numbers more than Pages in iWork, and I really really do like Numbers, and really. I say really a lot. Um, really? <laughs> I I would say for 80% of the people out there who use Excel, they, they use it as like a nested word processor, you know, with columns and stuff. They don't use the formulas and things like that. Numbers is going to be plenty for what you need. Yeah. And if you do need to do some formulas, it does do some 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 simple formulas. Yeah, I will tell you that I have purchased them. I have used, I've, I have literally made numbers work for me uh to do some proposals that i've been working on in the in the new business for podcast consulting that i'm doing uh at bitcastmedia.com um <laughs> anyway <laughs> this title is gonna this episode is gonna be called the plugging episode the plug but anyway um and and you know what it, it's a pain in the butt because i haven't taken the time to learn i haven't taken you you literally in my opinion to make use of it, you almost need some screencast video tutorials mm-hmm. to really show you that interface and just tell you what all the crap is, up, how to work it all. Yeah. Neo Office, is, is, I would say, is probably closest to Word if, if you need something that, that's that's pretty close and don't want to pay my, you know, the office price. Another tip, and this, this is kind of, I don't want to say shady, but gray area, I guess. Okay. You can get the student teacher edition of Office. It's a hundred and I think sixty nine bucks or something. If you've ever been in school <laughs> or have a kid who is thinking about going to school, there's they they, they really don't check it. It's more of a, a good graces kind of thing. Well, you you use your own conscience on that one, and we won't we won't go any further into that. But yes, they do have student discount additions for for students and educational purposes. So with that, um, I tell you what we have. Uh, I th- we're already approaching. F- we're just, actually, we're just over forty-five minutes. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and wrap here, uh, and uh, we still have one more forum discussion that we have in the thing there. Next week we'll field some more questions from you as long as you send them in. Absolutely, we got some. Uh, we have some software recommendations for next week too, and a little bit of feedback uh, about time capsule. Very cool. So that will be in next week's show. We hope that you will join us. And uh, that is going to be, again, We, if you want to join us live, you can do so. at uh, Just go to helpigotamac.com, and there'll be information on how you can do that. Yep. We, we do this every Sunday night at 9.30 p.m. and uh, Eastern time. Eastern time. <laughs> Got to yes. remind you, we're global, baby. I know we're global. So uh, anyway, thank you for joining us this evening. Chris, I'm so glad you were in studio tonight, man. It was chilly. Chilly? Cold. (laughs) But it was awesome. Thanks, Cliff. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. We encourage you to go to uh, gspn.tv. Check out all of our other podcasts. And we invite you to join the community. Yes. And we're out of here. Hello everyone, this is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I would like to take just a moment to tell you about the gspn.tv monthly support team. In January of 2008, Stephanie and I made the decision to go into podcasting and new media full-time. 
The show you just listened to is not the only program that we produce. In fact, if you haven't already done so, I encourage you to go to gspn.tv to see a list of the other shows that we have made available. Our desire from the beginning has been to build a community of people around shared passions and to produce content that is entertaining, encouraging, and inspiring. The gspn.tv monthly support team is a group of individuals who have found great value in the shows that we produce and who have made the decision to help underwrite our efforts in podcasting and new media. I would like to personally invite you to investigate the gspn.tv monthly support team further by visiting our site at gspn.tv slash donate today. It is due to the occasional sponsor of our programs and the efforts of those like you who have made the decision to invest in what we are doing here that makes our shows, like the one you just listened to, possible. Thank you very much for listening, and have a great day.